Welcome back to the Wachusett Wine and Spirits Podcast, the podcast where you get to hear what we have to say, but you don't have to look at us. So this week we had some bad weather and Corey decided he was going to sit this one out and play it safe and stay home. So I put a call into the bullpen, got my good friend and good friend of the store, Peter, to come by and co-host Whiskey Wednesday with me. And on this Whiskey Wednesday, I know it's Whiskey Wednesday, but we're talking about rum. And we taste through four different rums that not only couldn't be any different from each other, but much different than what most people typically perceive rums as being. It was a great time. And then we ended up making a rum old-fashioned just to kind of top it off. Absolutely delicious. Easy, easy recipe. There's no excuse for anybody not to be able to make old fashions. Uh, They're classic. They're delicious. And again, super easy to make. Now, after Peter left, Matt came and joined me. We did a little yay or nay beer tasting. And then we tasted through the new Truly uh, Seltzer seasonal mix pack. We're actually pleasantly surprised by what we found in that. So hopefully you guys enjoy the podcast. And if you do, you know the drill. Go to the podcast page, click the follow button, give it a five-star rating, and share it out on your social media. Follow us on Facebook where we're posting new products. You know, if there's anything going on here in the store as far as weather closings, holiday hours, events, all that gets posted on the Facebook page. You can leave comments and reviews about the podcast there, and you can message us directly through the Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram, where Matt is always putting up pictures of new beer arrivals. You can leave comments and reviews about the podcast there, as well as message us directly through that platform. Uh, Follow us on the Untapped app, where Matt is always bringing in the newest, coolest, freshest beers, uh, whether it's New England-style IPAs or some stuff from Belgium. Whatever it is, he's always keeping the beer menu fresh here, Uh, and so every week we update that beer menu. Follow us as a venue on that app. You'll get weekly beer updates, and for everything else, you can reach me, Rich, at WachusettLiquors.com. All right, guys, enjoy. Cheers. All right, podcast listeners, we are about to go live on Facebook, set the table for you. It is snowing outside. It's miserable. It's January. It's cold. Uh, So we're going to talk about rum. And rumor has it that there was another store that was going to do a big rum night tonight. (laughs) And that got canceled. So we are the only rum game in town tonight. Maybe we're tasting some of the same rums. Who knows? Uh, We are joined by Peter Thomas. Uh, who kind of got the bullpen call yep. because Corey lives out in the middle of the sticks and was afraid <laughs> to drive home in what is going to be hopefully not too messy, but as a precautionary so. measure, uh, it made sense for him. So we've got Katrina behind the camera, and we're ready to go whenever you are. All right, my friend. Sweet. So get some glasses up here. I always smell these glasses. Sometimes he's... Are we live? Yeah. Right. Sweet. Awesome. Good afternoon, guys. Although it doesn't feel like it looking out the window. Yeah. I feel like it's 2 a.m. if you see the darkness out there. Uh, welcome. It's Whiskey Wednesday Spirits Guide coming to you guys live from Wachusett Wine and Spirits out here in the WB. Uh, Corey, as a precautionary measure, stayed home tonight because of the weather. Peter Thomas is always gracious coming out of the bullpen. Uh, I don't feel like I'm losing anything here. All warmed up. 
Always good to drink with Mr. Peter Thomas. So tonight, I want to talk about rum for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, you know, people ask me, like, what do you think 2023 is going to bring in spirits? I think rum has an incredible room for growth this year. Um, and the rums that I picked out tonight are going to show the, the gamut of what rums can be and what people sometimes think of rum as and not to knock some of the big commodity brands like your Captain Morgan, your Bacardi's, which are great and we sell a ton of, uh, and that's awesome. But there's so much more to it. So I want to show a variety of price points, a variety of flavor profiles. Uh, and I just think, much like Irish whiskey, which I'm really excited for this year, um, that it's going to have some growth. There's there's room to grow. Uh mm. Because in Irish whiskey, it's always been Jameson, Tullamore, Dew, Bushmills. Uh, and now that we're seeing all these different sort of innovations there, I think with rum, it's been so long of Captain Morgan, Bacardi, Malibu, mm -hmm. that there's just room for exploration. And you know, I mean, some of these rums you get 6, 8, 10, 12, 20 years for a fraction Compared of the cost of what you're paying for bourbon, bourbon. or scotch. Yeah. Man, scotch. Glenn Levitt, 15, came in today. 100 bucks on the shelf. Yeah. I I feel like two years ago, that was a $60 bottle. Mm. And it's a great whiskey, but for 100 bucks, mm. I think that's why people are going to move away from scotch, maybe to Irish. Uh, and again, we're just going to show that rums can drink like whiskeys. More complexity. Um, you know, you're talking about different barrel finishes. I was talking to Glenn earlier mm -hmm. about why these rums are so different and not even thinking until then of like terroir, like sure. sugarcane grown in Venezuela is different than sugarcane grown in Brazil or Trinidad or Jamaica or molasses. Or, or molasses. So sure. you're, you're getting different terroirs. You're getting different climates that are baking these things into the wood, uh, different types of wood that it's being aged mm -hmm. in, whether it's bourbon barrels or sherry barrels Port barrels, Madeira barrels, foreshadowing. Um, <laughs> finishing. Finishing. So there's just so much wiggle room. Um, but like you know, you got to kind of do your homework when you're shopping rums right. as well as far as adding sugar. The rules. Yeah. So. A little more of a wild, wild west. All right. So I've got three of them here. Variety of price points. True fashion as of late. You have no idea what we're pouring. This is Brugal. I am going to crucify this so badly. <sighs> Dobliamente and Yeado. So Dobliamente means double, double. barreled. Right. This is a double barreled rum uh, from Brugal. They've been around since the mid 1800s uh, and it's literally double barreled. So it's a blend of rums from four to 14 years. And it's a true double barrel. So it spends time in the first barrel and then gets rebarreled. The first barrel is anywhere between four to eight years in bourbon barrels. Oh, wow. And then it gets dumped into PX Sherry barrels there, there I know from why. four to eight years from there, or four to 14 years. So you're getting bourbon aging and then Sherry aging. To the best of my knowledge and my research, no sugar added beyond whatever is getting picked up from these barrels. And, you know, what's fun about rum is there's all this diversity. 
but there's also not a lot of sort of nuts and bolts. Mm. It's made from molasses, so there's no mash bill. Um, distilled to higher proof, proof down, barrel entry, uh, and we go. And I feel like anybody who... Bottle's gorgeous, too. Yeah. And Brugal's had an incredible lineage, too, so... Yeah. They've been around a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's still family-run, I think, five generations, seven generations now. And I don't know if you can pick up the color mm. on the camera, but that is... It's dark. Dark. Mm. Yeah, so five to 14 years. Yeah. And again, this is Dominican... Yeah, so this is Dominican, Dominican. Republic. Yep. And it's just, man. It's rich on the nose. The alcohol is not. It's 80 proof. Yeah, it is soft, but. But it smells oh, the, like a bigger whiskey. Yeah. You know, the oak presence is there. Yeah, you're getting the whiskey barrel influence. Dying to see if we'll get some of the sherry. Yeah, I do. I get it on the back. Yep. That kind of stewed fruit, raisiny, cocoa, spice. Wow. That burnt <laughs> sugar, that molasses. That's like last night, my wife had a um, creme caramel. And the sugar on the top, that's that's what that tastes like. And there's almost like a touch of like grilled meat in there too. Like Yeah. Like a smokiness. But again, at, at 80 proof, to me, I can sit down, pour a glass. Absolutely. Start binge watching Yellowstone and just get through three or four episodes and twist back three or four glasses of that easily. This is scary good. Price gas? So since we're not talking about fancy whiskeys, nobody cares if we talk about price on the air anymore. But given the lineage, given the age, I'm I'm gonna throw a number out fifty bucks. Close. Forty two. Forty two on the <clears throat> shelf. I mean it it's tasting way above that price point. And again, if we're comparing Think about it. If you're talking about a bourbon or a rye, or up to a scotch, fourteen years, yeah, you're talking three figures, just yeah. even to get into that area. This yeah. is this is crazy. So yeah, is it good? Yes. Is yeah. it worth the money? <laughs> Forty-two bucks that's all day crazy. long. That's uh, crazy. And I think the bottle starts a conversation. You know, like that's not a label. That's kind of painted right there in the glass. All the awards. Kind of gives you a little bit of info there. Grand Reserva. Yeah, you that's, know, that's beautiful. Sherry bottles. So. Boy, you're starting right out of the gate. This is going to be a fun one that I know you're going to enjoy. Worthy Park. Oh, uh, talked about this. So when we go all the way back to the beginnings of my podcast, you were the first guest we had. I remember um, this. And we talked about Jamaican rum and Bob mm -hmm. Marley and had a great time. So I got to learn a lot about Jamaican rums. 
there's only what five distilleries on the island now. Yep. Um, and Worthy Park is one of them. It's one of the major ones. So this one here, Tenya Rum. Is it Column or is it Pot? I believe Column. I think it's Column. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is a limited release. We don't have a ton of this in stock. I may be able to get a little bit more of this. This is the Madeira finished in what their cask series is. So eight years in X bourbon barrels, two years in Madeira barrels. Now, if you're not familiar with what Madeira is, it's a wine from Portugal uh, that's named after the Madeira Island just off the coast. And it's probably one of the most unique wines in the world. Um, Portugal being sort of a, a go-between on the way to, to England for shipping routes. So people would stop on this island, pick up wine, mm. and kind of bring it in transit. And what they found was those barrels on the ships, as the wine was getting heated up in the sun, it would get better by the time they finished their journey. Sure. So much like every other happy accident, somebody figured it out and then worked on a way to kind of enhance it. enhance it and do it on purpose. So with Madeira, what they do is they harvest the grapes early in the harvest. So before traditional harvest, so there's a lot more acidity left in the grapes. Okay. And then once they barrel it, they fortify it with a brandy, mm -hmm. unaged spirit, probably made from the same grapes. And then what they do is they intentionally heat the barrels, which you being a wine guy knows is not a good not, thing. I was going to say... Yeah, most of your wines are aged in cool cellars. Yeah, you know, that's like cooking the wine. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're cooking the wine, wow. so they're caramelizing the sugars in the wine, so it's getting cooked, cooled, cooked, cooled over a period of years, and it just turns out to be an amazing wine. Most people think of Madeira as a sort of cheap thing you cook with, yeah. but they're actually fantastic wines. The nose on this is... 180 degrees different than that. Yeah, they couldn't be any more different. I mean, I love Jamaican rums. I know you do because of that funk. Yeah. Like, it's so funky. And I cracked this earlier. I'd be curious if you get the same thing on the finish. I'm getting the funk, but not in a traditional Jamaican way. And I think it's the Madeira influence. Yeah. And the Madeira's not big on the nose. No, but it, not at it all. It changes it for sure. And the Madeira doesn't take it over. It's almost like it just smooths mm. the edges. But on the finish, on the back end, I get something really, really cool. It's like this kind of umami, yeah, I was just gonna... like olive mushroom earthiness on the back end. Totally agree with you. That is like nothing else I've ever tasted. So again... Love my bourbon, love whiskey, this is but the complex flavors that are different. in this, um, and if you're looking for allocated products, like I can't just call up and order this, this no. has to be allocated to me. Uh, if you're looking to buy expensive products, this one kind of falls in the $80 a bottle range. Mm. It's also 90 proof, so a little bit more mm. heat on the fastball, but I don't get... Like, the alcohol doesn't come through on no, me. No, not at all. It's that sort of funky, vegetal, 
and then umami in the back. The umami in the back of the palate is spot on. It's so wild. I've never tasted anything like that. I'm even getting in the very back end. This is crazy, but it almost tastes like a little bit of a ginger. It's not. It's not anything like I've ever had. Mm. It's completely different. Wow. So again, is it good? Yes. Uh, is it worth the money? I think it is. When you understand Madeira barrels, having to get the Madeira barrels over from, you know, yeah. from Portugal down to Jamaica, the fact that it's actually Jamaican rum by the Jamaican rules, no added sugar I was just again. Say, Jamaica uh, does have some pretty stringent, and no sugar mm, added mm, are permitted. And you know, there's not a lot that's labeled out of Worthy Park Distillery. Right. So if you're a rum nut, like this is a must-have. Yeah. And that bottle, like the base of that bottle, it's, it's actually got a little punt to glass. it. Yeah. yeah. So does the bottle start a conversation? Absolutely. That is amazing. Yeah, and it's non-chill filtered, so you actually get I've a little some bit of haze. Yeah, you get a little bit of sediment in that yeah. one as well. Especially compared to the Brigal. Now I'm glad you said that. We're going in the polar opposite direction. Ah. And I almost want to give a quick rinse here. Oh, yeah, this is. And you're going to want to taste this over there as well. <clears throat> this is Cane Rock. Man, I. I don't know why Plantation doesn't include this on their website or put their name on it. Um, but this is a product from Plantation Rum. It's a Jamaican spiced rum. So I don't think it's actually labeled as a Jamaican rum. No. But the rum in this bottle all comes from Jamaica. Hmm. So it's a spiced rum. I'm going to pour a little bit for the off-camera people <laughs> and this is the polar opposite of these two oh jeez this have you yeah. had this I had it yeah is absolute decadence to me this is for cocktails before dinner this is like after that this is dessert yeah that's how I remember that was back I want to say in the summer you brought yeah. it up yeah, yeah. It is outrageous. I'm getting some happy faces from the other side of the camera. It's like... Oh, it's so sweet. Oh, Yeah, absolutely. it's it's sweet, but not in like a, a cheap sweet. It's it's like marzipan. Vanilla. Vanilla, mm -hmm. like banana, like tropical mm -hmm. flavors. It's, it's very lightly spiced, though. It's yeah, not the a spice cap. is light. It's the polar opposite of Captain Morgan's yeah. spiced rum. Don't even think that it's even remotely close to that. Now, admittedly, I'm not drinking a bunch of that no. because of the sweetness. No. But that's a beautiful after dinner. Or somebody who likes something a little bit sweeter could sure. throw that on the rocks. 
I even wonder, like, if you squeeze a little bit of lime in that with sure, some acidity, cut up. the sweetness of it. Mm -hmm. um, mix it with some ginger beer, make like a sort of a sweeter mule with that. Yeah, I am in love with that rum. Uh, or even any, like a lime soda water, like yeah, nothing to to cut the sweetness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could. Mm -hmm. Or you just leave it as it is. It's your rum. Do whatever. But yeah. again, thirty bucks on the shelf. Oh jeez. It, it's kind of a no-brainer. Um, when you talk about is it good? Yeah. I mean, it's made by Plantation, which is owned by Pierre Ferrand. Right. So you know the blending and the the rum producing pedigree is there. Um, cool bottle. Yeah. I mean, is it good? Is it worth the money for thirty bucks all day long? Uh, it's cool. And it's an actual cork. All cork. Yeah. With a, a cool little turtle on the front. And it just, it looks like a bottle that would be on a pirate ship to me. Like, yeah. And that's got a punt, too, underneath. Mm -hmm. You can feel it. Like, Johnny Depp should be drinking that yep. in the Caribbean. <clears throat> but why is the rum gone? <laughs> yeah, these three rums could not be They couldn't be any, any different. different. That's crazy. All right. Two more things we'll run through, and then we'll let you guys get back on here. Snow day or mm. shoveling. And we've never done this on the show before. But we're actually going to taste a product that we don't carry. To do sort of a yay or nay. Oh, right. Whether or not we actually want to bring this in. I'll get some fresh glassware up here. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Yeah, I'm going to touch up my water. Mm. Palette cleanse. And so I went out because I do some shopping at other stores to see what's going on. And I knew we were going to do this tonight. And I wanted to find something that, you know, I hadn't tried yet. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm looking for ideas because I want to expand our rum selection here. And I've got some ideas, but, you know, I went out and so I grabbed rum barbancourt. This is an eight-year rum. You know, we had this from the Dominican. Now we're going to the other side. This is from Haiti. Haiti. So, again, going back to the mid-1800s, this is their eight-year rum. Um, and what appealed to me was again no sugar added, so Unusual. zero carbs, zero sugars. Uh, eight year, I believe, uh, American oak barrels, which just seems to make sense. Yeah, okay. the majority of it is. So I don't know too much other than you know, it's Haiti, it's eight years. It's 86 proof, so a little bit a little higher, higher than some of your other ones. Um, and again, we both like packaging with a purpose. So that is the goddess of agriculture. Okay. Although their website doesn't say what her name is. <laughs> <laughs> and the star has something to do with the original name of the distillery. So I've never had this. We just cracked this. This is a little yay or nay. Yeah, this is lighter. 
If I like it as a buyer and you like it as a customer, it'll find its way to our shelves by next week. But yeah, the nose is nice, light, yeah, it's dry. Yeah, light. Again, not a sweet no. style. You can tell it's not sweet on the nose. And this is sugarcane, not molasses. Yes. It's made from sugarcane juice, which is a great sort of distinction. Typically, mm -hmm. your rums are made from molasses, which is more of a byproduct of harvesting sugar. Um, but French sort of inspired rums, uh, French-owned islands, uh, tend to use the H sugarcane. in the rum. Yep. Uh, tend to be a little more grassy. Yeah, more lighter. grassy. Uh, and they're sometimes labeled as rum agricole. Agricole, right. Which agricole and the the H in the rum are strictly a French thing. We could make rum in this country out of sugarcane juice. You can't call it agricole because that's a French AOC. Interesting. Kind of like Bordeaux, Burgundy, Champagne, agricole belongs to them. Tequila, Mexico, mm -hmm. bourbon, U.S. Speaking of tequila, tequila surpassed whiskey yeah. in terms of value dollars in the mm -hmm. United States. And they're saying it's... It will pass vodka next vodka year. Vodka next year, which is absolutely crazy. It's all those high-end tequilas. Yep, you're right. I can still taste that Worthy Park. <laughs> yeah, I had to rinse. Yep. What I will say is it can't be any more different than the other three. It is. It's completely different. I think for, yeah, mid-30s, that's a great dark rum. Yeah, for the price. That's a great kind of cocktail rum. Absolutely Mai Tais, solid. Dark and Stormies, Daiquiris. And it's fine, perfectly fine, neat. Mm -hmm. I'd say kind of medium to medium-low viscosity. It's absolutely not artificially sweet. Nope. So I would be surprised if there's a lot of added sugar in this. No added sugar from yeah. what I can find out. Uh, yeah, no added sugar at yeah. all. Yeah, you can and I don't know if that's a governmental thing or not. but Yeah, I don't know what the rules are in Haiti. I don't, I don't know what the government is like in Haiti to govern those rules, really. <laughs> yeah, we did. Not knocking anything, but... Yeah, when we were in the Dominican, we chose not to go to Haiti mm. <laughs> for obvious yeah. reasons. Yeah, this is very serviceable. Yeah, I think for under 35 bucks, it's good. I think under 35 bucks, it's worth the money. Uh, mm. And I think it's a great looking package. So you know what? It's going to find its way to our shelves probably next week as a great cocktail rum. Now, the last thing I wanted to finish up with, people are like, what do you do with it? Because everybody just thinks rum, rum and coke, Cuba mm. Libre. Rum can be used in any whiskey cocktail, pretty oh, much. Rum old fashions um, are the best. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do a rum old fashioned. Just saying. So I can figure out where I put my sugar water. I got some Angostura bitters. Nice. Nice and simple. Um, old fashioned is basically based on four ingredients. Sugar, water, bitters, spirit. Spirit, right. Um, and the term old-fashioned basically comes from pre-Prohibition when there was something called the whiskey cocktail. Mm -hmm. And then coming out of Prohibition, most of the bartenders had fled the country. There was no bartending skills kind of left. 
kind of like the weird state of bartending we're in right now, mm-hmm. where COVID kind of eliminated all the bartenders, and now we're trying to reteach people how, how to how make to... drinks. Um, but post-prohibition, people would ask, like, do you remember how to make that old-fashioned whiskey cocktail? Mm. And then they just chopped the whiskey cocktail part off, and it became known as the old-fashioned. So, sugar, water, spirits, bitters. I'm going to use a pre-made syrup. I always advise making your own simple syrup. So easy. Um, You can use a sugar cube and a little bit of water. uh, But I'm going to use this, which eliminates the need for water. And then you add your bitters in at this point. Just gonna do a couple dashes of Angostura. But I could make this cocktail with chocolate bitters. I got some Creole bitters. Nice. Uh, changing up the bitters will change the whole cocktail. So basically what you wanna do is stir that up. Are we blocking the glass? <laughs> I figured I would've gotten beat up from that on the other end. And the reason you wanna do that, especially if you're using sugar cubes and water, is sugar doesn't naturally emulsify, so you want to break it down into the water in the bitters. And then from there, big ice cubes. These are a game changer. We actually sell these here. So if you don't want to buy an ice cube tray and make them over and over, uh, just want to do one batch, you're having a cocktail party, uh, your ice cube tray only makes six, but you want to do some more. These... Those are sweet. I didn't yep. know you had those. Yeah, so we've had these for a little bit. Right. Uh, conveniently located right next to the other ice chest. I think there's six of these in there for a few bucks. I don't know the price off the top of my head. And that's clear ice. So it's you clear want ice. something yep. sharp looking. Yeah. And is... the whole point is it's going to melt slower, Slowly. but it's still going to cool things off. We'll still get a little bit of dilution, but appropriate. If anybody needs a jigger for home bartending, come see me. I got a bunch of these things. Just give them to you. (laughs) Isn't that a Japanese style? Yeah, it's a Japanese style jigger. Probably find these in some bartending videos on TikTok or on the gram. Just going to do one from each side of the, the jigger. Cap it back up. Give it a nice little swirl. Incorporates the ingredients. Gives the ice a chance to cool everything down. Since you came in from the bullpen, Ah. I will serve that to you. you You don't express any fruit or anything. I mean, we could. You could probably add an orange. orange. It's rum, so you could even put a little pineapple slice up there. We ain't scared of no COVID. Nope. That's solid. Yeah. That's everything you want it to be. Yeah. And again, I like using the rum, 80 proof, as opposed to 100 proof bourbon, uh, which is great, but I can probably have one more of those drinking the lower proof. No added sugar, really, other than the sugar we're putting into the cocktail. Yeah. So. Mouthfeel, fantastic. That's delicious. Wow. And I'm glad you chose that one. If I had to pick one between the four, 
Yeah. That, that, I mean, they'd all be interesting in their own right, but that is so rich. I think like any other cocktail, though, and not to go too far off the rails, but, you know, we're, we're talking Negronis, like the right oh, gin gosh, yeah. with the right Absolutely. vermouth. That's important. Um, you know, even bourbon cocktails, the right bourbon, whether it's a high yeah. rye mash bill or like all those things change the complexion of a cocktail. So having the right ingredients. But yeah, that was kind of oh, my thought all along because that drinks like a cocktail yeah. rum. The depth of flavor <clears throat> with <throat> the finish, <throat> the finishing on that, man, Beautiful. that is fabulous. Well, this was fun. Um, I had no clue what you were going to do. <laughs> this was I a treat. <clears throat> All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up from there. Let you guys go shovel or do whatever it is that people do in the snow. Hopefully this inspires you to try some rum. Uh, I'm going to keep all these here over the weekend. So if you're out and about want to stop by over the weekend, come try any of these, feel free. Just grab me on the floor and say, hey, I want to try those rums. Uh, we'll let you do it. And that, uh, yeah, we'll wrap it. Thank you again for Cheers. being here. And yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. I don't know what we're going to do. We never know what we're going to do until <laughs> we do it. But yeah, we'll see you then. Take care. Cheers, guys. Uh, just real quick, Glenn Johnson said, put me down for one and enjoying the cane rock as we speak. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Glenn got to do a preview tasting. Oh, that can, yeah, that probably cane an hour rock ago. Is, I remember yeah. that from the summer. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Do we do beer first, or do we do seltzers? I, I think we start with beer, and then do seltzers, and then come back to beer. <laughs> I think that's how this tasting is going to go. The traditional Allagash White 19.2. <laughs> exactly. For whatever goes wrong. I mean, you can start with, uh, I mean, would you believe it? I found an open can, <laughs> so I'm not going to let it go to waste. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Classic Bunker Brewing. Bunker Brewing. Machine Pills. There's a version of a Czech Pills. Solid, easy drinking. It's here all the time. Now in the cooler. I figure if we're going to do this, uh, the Hobbs German style, might as well do the Czech pills as well. So what's the difference between Czech and German? Um, Czech pills, what we're drinking now, also known as Bavarian pills, because they used to be Bavaria back in the day. Um, they tend to be a little, just a shade darker. You'll see when we pour it. I mean, it's still pretty light. It's a Pilsner. It should be pretty clear. But it's a shade darker than German style. Um, you're usually using Saaz hops, S-A-A-Z. Uh, and those are a little more spicy, a little more aromatic. Um, so it's a little more flavorful. Czech Pilsner should be a little more flavorful than the German styles. And the German style is going to be a little bit lighter. They're usually using German hops. Um, so you don't get a lot of bitterness. It's a little more of an earthy, lighter flavor. But the two were very similar. Just crisp, clean beer. Yeah, beer that tastes like beer. From the land where beer was invented. Seriously. They still do it right. Now, one of my bucket lists is obviously Oktoberfest. That's like the mecca of, of beer. But I would love to go to the Czech Republic and just drink my way through Prague. It's the, the draft systems are different. The beers are different. The culture is different. So I think they do the same thing in um, Cologne, Germany, where it's it's eight-ounce pours, six to eight-ounce pours, and you're meant to just rifle them back, and they'll bring you another one as soon as you're done. So that way your beer doesn't get cold. It stays fresh. They're, they keep in tabs every time, so you can't fault them. Like, 
Yeah, I feel like Americans, it's funny, we were watching the Yellowstone origin stories. So, like, Yellowstone takes place now, but then there's the 1888, so it tracks, like, the family history back then. And then there's one that takes place in, like, 1923, and they're in a bar, and all their glasses are, like, six-ounce glasses in the bar. Hmm. And, like, Amelia's like, that's, that's those are small. I'm like, yep. Because Europeans don't drink <laughs> these massive amounts, you know. Yeah. They don't have 18-ounce porterhouses. They don't drink 64 ounces of beer. Like, exactly. There's no Pub 99 <laughs> 72-ounce margarita Seriously. anywhere else but America. <laughs> so, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. They were just smaller pours and... It's a customer service thing mm-hmm. of the reason you get a 24-ounce beer at Pub 99 is so they don't have to check on you. Mm-hmm. Here's two beers at once. Leave me alone. Yep. Yeah. It's a way to push volume. Yeah, exactly. That's the small pour. You can also get the large pour. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did I tell you I made that mistake at um, Bay State Brewing? Rebecca and I went down for, I think it was for mm-hmm. a baseball, it was for a baseball game. So we didn't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had, we had been there a bunch of times, and our server asked if we wanted a full pour or half pour. And I'm no half pour person. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. no, I want a full pour. We both want full pours. They walk out with two liters of beer. Jeez. I was like, oh, I didn't realize that was the full <laughs> pour. <laughs> I like where your head is at, but we got a baseball game yeah. in half an hour. This is, so we a valiant effort. Brings back memories of Baltica number nine in a two-liter <laughs> soda bottle. <laughs> oh, those were great. Those Beer were awesome. and plastic jug. Hmm? What could go wrong? I feel like they were like three bucks for a two-liter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were dirt cheap. Yep. Something that was potentially a Russian beer. Who knows if it actually came from Russia? <laughs> came Ooh. in a crate with yep. AK-47s yep. laid at the bottom. Who cares? It was delicious. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Yeah, solid, well done. Mm-hmm. You know me, I like a good lager. Mm-hmm. It I, warms my heart that I'm starting to get more customers asking mm. about Pilsners and Kolsch's and Hellas and things that are just light, crisp, and you can drink multiple beers. Yeah, as is, was intended. Yeah, <laughs> It's supposed mm-hmm. to be a volume product. It's 12% and 400 calories and yeah. double dry hopped. It's, oh, it's in addition mm. to palate fatigue, you're just going to get fat drinking yep. these, fat and drunk. So. Fat and drunk, yep. Because <laughs> really, I, I feel like a lot of it, at least on the spirit side too, of like the water wasn't clean. Like drinking beer was healthier for you right. than the water supply. Yeah. So you had to drink a lot of it. Wasn't it you like they drink it like after a road race or something? Like, is oh, a way to yeah. hydrate? Uh, non-alcoholic beer in specifically Germany, basically mm. all of Europe, it's marketed as a sports drink. It's basically Gatorade. Mm. And it makes sense. It's full of electrolytes mm. and vitamins. and mm. There's no alcohol to dehydrate you, and it's full of flavor, mm. so why not? Mm. Yeah, we're going to... You can... Small pour. Small pour in this one. <laughs> I remember it being better. Maybe there's a batch variation. Hobbs. Hobbs, German-style Pilsner. It's not terrible, but... They're out of New Hampshire? They're in Ossipee, which is 
uh, in between Lake Winnipesaukee and Conway, right smack in the middle. Yeah, the Bunker Hill one is already here in the store. This is kind of a yay or nay. That's uh, already here. We <laughs> <laughs> I like Hobbs. Overall, their beers are good. Uh, I, I, I've liked everything I've tried. They're not world-class as is this Black Sheep Pilsner, unfortunately, but worth having on the shelf. Like. Yeah. yeah. The IPAs, we rotate. They're, they're rotation nation, as, of, as mm. is called for. Four pack, sixteen ounce. Yep, I think it's thirteen ninety nine on the shelf. Mm. Like, just like everything else. Yeah, fills a price point. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not great, but not every beer. Right. Much like every bourbon, like they don't all have to be unicorns. Exactly. Just need to be something you can consume with your friends and and enjoy, enjoy life with this in your hand. Mm. Yeah, it's not terrible. So, also from Hobbs, this is a new one. We've never had this one before. Hold my juice box. Yeah. Double IPA. I do like their labels, except for it's, what do you call it, what is that? Vertical? The vertical stripe? <laughs> the name is vertical, so it's hard to read. Yeah. Um, and it makes, if it looks, if you look at them all together, it kind of does branding mm. makes sense but the colors are great the graphics are great i will say this i feel like for a lot of the brands that we've tried lately when we looked at the packaging there was no sort of continuity oh, in the packaging yeah. like they'll bring you a sample of four different beers and they look <laughs> like they're from four different breweries and that does play a lot in my decision these days that's mm. something i never really thought about because everyone had the same branding mm. and now like you said it's for whatever reason, the branding is different on four different cans. It doesn't help me, and it doesn't help you. No. It's hard enough to introduce people to a brand, let alone they got to figure right. out that's all the same brand. And I feel like customers search for that. Like, it almost doesn't matter what comes in from Equilibrium or Foam. Like, they just want, oh, what do you right. get for Foam? <laughs> yep. But if it doesn't look like the other Foam cans, then... Mm. They'll never know to grab that. And that's. It doesn't smell half bad. It's not terrible. And maybe it's just because we taste so many of these things. Uh, it could be true, yeah. That it just doesn't. I don't know. I'm getting an off flavor. I'm getting that band aid plastic, mm. so. Yeah, I mean, the contamination, something off in the batch. Yeah, for, for a brand new beer, and you never know what can go wrong. Yeah, I'm going to add that. I can't yeah. get any more of that, sorry. That is a Cicerone training right there. That is a... Yeah, we'll just get clean glasses. Right yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> sorry, Hobbs, I love you, but yep. not one of your better ones. All right. Moving on to a mystery in so many ways. <laughs> so believe it or not, the seltzer category is still going strong. Yeah. I'm getting weirder and weirder. Running out of marketing ideas. This is the truly wonder world, which 
I was talking to Shabs this morning. We were both like, yeah, Wonderwall. No, Wonder World. <laughs> it came out past Christmas, but the packaging looks very Santa's Village. It does. It has a winter vibe to it, and the Wonder World strikes up a winter image. Mm. But this is their spring mix pack, so I don't know. They Which didn't get the memo. Interesting, because all the fruit is covered in ice. Oh, yeah. When you look at it. <laughs> it's like a frozen peach, a frozen strawberry, a frozen citrus. Huh. Whatever that is. <laughs> and All right, so four flavors in the pack. First one is strawberry breeze. I noticed they're no longer just going strawberry. They're adding another modifier. So we love Truly. We love Boston Beer. Beam Suntory, everybody involved, but I will say this. When Mike was reading off the flavors the other day in front of our 18-year-old cashier, <laughs> and she thought, those sound amazing. It's, yes. Yes, they do. They hit their mark. Strawberry, strawberry Breeze. Now, I don't know what a strawberry breeze is. You know what? This is, a, this is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it smells like strawberries. Very blissful is the flavor descriptor mm -hmm. they give on the can. Yeah, I mean, that's really tasty. Strawberry juice and watermelon juice. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah, it's there. I like it. <laughs> no, that's tasty. This is one of those, I feel like every seltzer flavor works well in the summer, but that would definitely really work well in the summer. Yeah, that's definitely a summer, not a frozen flavor. Right. I just don't know why, maybe it's an American public thing of why you dummy that down to make it so kitschy and kid-driven. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the people they're marketing to watch reels on Instagram that last three seconds, so yeah, that, that is their attention span. All right, moving on to Peach Drop, which I can smell peach already. Oh, yeah, that is pungent. I feel like peach is one of those polarizing flavors, too. Like, people who like peach love peach. Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people. I'm not the biggest peach fan, mm. but peach tends to be our best seller when it comes to flavored mm -hmm. vodka sodas or, or <laughs> seltzers or anything like that. Does it do better than black cherry? Black cherry. White still claw black cherry seems to be an anomaly because no one, no one else's black cherry does <laughs> yeah, yeah. anything. However, high noon white or high noon peach is their best seller. So that's pretty good as well. I mean, it tastes like what it says it is, and I will say. I like these a whole lot better than the Truly Vodka Sodas. Oh, okay. Oh, you tried those. I never got a chance to. They're funky. Like, it's just <laughs> something... It's funny that... I mean, it's funny you bring that mm. up, because those are double flavors. They actually list them as double flavors. Yeah. Um, and a wink is as good as a nod to a blind man, but we were told that's because it masks... The Vodka yeah. better, the flavor of the vodka. 
However, these are one flavor. They're marketed as one flavor, peach, strawberry, citrus. But each one, this is the second one, the peach one also has mango in it. So these seem to be double flavors as well, mm -hmm. but they're not marketing them as double flavors. And the third one, citrus clouds. Again, more sort of <laughs> young college kid themes. In the names, but citrus is obviously more than one flavor, mm -hmm. despite the fact that there's a lime on there. It is, there is a lime. I'm curious mm. as the second flavor. Mm. That nose, it almost smells like a lime fruit loop, and I love oh, wow. that. Yeah. Oh, it's reminding me of a candy. Almost like a lemon head. Yeah. Yeah, if you did like a trail mix of lime, Fruit Loops, and lemon heads. Mm. That one's pretty good as well. And it does list lemon juice as another <laughs> place. So, lemon lime. That may be my favorite so far. This is delicious. Yeah. And that's just a sort of personal preference, but they're all really good. I just, to me, the lime is a little bit cleaner. Mm. Yeah, it is a cleaner flavor than the other two. All right. The one we've all been waiting for. Mystery flavor. Which, we didn't do this intentionally. It's just the way the 12-pack was packed <laughs> and the way I opened them. I'll try not to look at the flavor. We, we, we need to guess the flavor before we look at it. I don't know. Oh, don't look at the can. Just pour it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my eyesight's not that great, so it's not like I can scan the ingredients, but mystery flavor, because according to research, <laughs> young people like mystery flavors. There's a second giant conglomeration that told me people like mystery flavors. I feel like young people like mystery flavors, old people don't. It's one of those, if you're spending your hard-earned cash, you kind of want to know what you're yep. getting. Which I guess it works in a variety pack, but. And seltzers are kind of the only thing, like, anything else, variety pack, whether you buy, like, a variety pack of chips or popsicles, <laughs> there's always one flavor that nobody, even beer, like, oh, yeah. like the Sam Adams seasonal packs or Harpoon mix packs, there's always one that nobody likes. <laughs> but I feel like with seltzers, mix pack is the only pack that we really sell. Yeah. And nobody seems to care about the individual flavors. It is strange that seltzer is the only category, mm -hmm. only thing in the store that can get away with that. Hell, we've done wine, like, gift sets with four different wines. Yeah, like, people yeah. won't buy it because yeah. there's one yeah. wine in there mm -hmm. they don't like. What would be great is if they had a contest. If you could guess the Guess flavor? the mystery flavor. It tastes familiar. It smells familiar. I just can't put a name to it. I think the mystery is how many different flavors went into it. <laughs> it's just every flavor they had lying around. They just put it into one batch. Is this the Dum Dums mystery flavor? <laughs> yeah, <of yeah>. <laughs> it's like a weird blue raspberry, but mm. blue raspberry mm. is my first mm. guess too. But there's something else there. Yeah. Like, 
I don't know. I've never had a dragon fruit as dragon fruit a flavor, <laughs> really. <laughs> now it makes I, me wonder, because Truly has had a lot of failed flavors, and God bless them, they failed and keep trying again. And, and they pull them from the market, at least. Yeah. They're, they're not afraid to admit mistakes and move on. Um, kudos to Boston Beer for doing that. But I'm wondering if this is one of their fair, failed flavors, but... I don't know, it, it resonated in the market somehow. There was a, a customer callback for, I can't believe you discontinued this flavor. So this is their way of bringing it back. It is kind of a Boston beer thing. I don't know if you remember years ago when they would do like sample A and sample B. Oh, right. Yeah. Like which was going to be the new beer they were going to release. Yeah. Hell, they used to do the, um, the homebrew competition. Mm -hmm. You get a mix six by six different beers in a six pack and if one flavor did incredibly well. They'd put it into production. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think fruity over here. Yep. All right, I give up. What are they? What are they? Oh, that's the peach one. <laughs> Is that the mystery flavor? It just yeah. tastes like mystery. <laughs> it tastes like mystery. Hmm. Well, now I'm less impressed. <laughs> <laughs> It lists orange juice and pineapple juice. Okay. Now that I read it, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Is like that fake orange and yeah. fake pineapples. It's certainly a lot less sexy now than it was a minute ago. <laughs> exactly. I still like it. It's still yeah. good. But... Yeah, overall, it's a solid mix pack. Yeah. Seasonal. Yep. I imagine by St. Patrick's Day, it'll... They'll come out with their summer mix pack. That's how we do it in the beer world. We're mm -hmm. a season ahead, so. Yeah. Solid. I feel like, have they done seasonals with Truly? I know Bud Light has. They have. Um, we don't always get them, and I think they skip a season mm -hmm. every once in a while. Because um, they would. They did a um, Christmas-themed one. I don't know if they did it this year, but they definitely did it last mm -hmm. year. Um, and they've done one other. So it, it is not a regular thing. Um, they've definitely put all their 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 money on, we want a year-round package. Unlike Bud Light, who doesn't seem to commit to anything. But It's ironic, because in the beer side of Sam Adams, they have two seasonals every season <laughs> in a bridge seasonal. Man, they, winter they had a, they had three seasonals. I drove me crazy. There's only so much space in the door. <laughs> All right, do we finish with the traditional Allagash? Yeah, we should grab something. 